Hey guys, I just want to let you know, I couldn't find any music whatsoever that pertained to Crimson Gem Saga. So, since we referenced Chrono Trigger a lot, I'm throwing in Chrono Trigger music. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another wonderful edition of Phoenix Down. This is episode number 4.0, and uh, today I have with me just one person. It's going to be my partner in crime, Matt Quinn. Matt, how you doing? Doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. We are um, we're playing something a little different, a little out of the norm. We're playing ourselves a PSP game. And uh, this game is called Crimson Gem Saga. I never played this game before. Um, I know it's made by... I don't really know who it's made by. I know it was published by Atlas. So I, every time something's published by Atlas, I always say it's made by Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give them the credit because I love Atlas. Yeah. They, have, they, have, they, they publish and have their hands in very unique games. And my initial history with this game was probably about four years ago, probably whenever the game first came out. I was at a movie theater. I used to hang out at a movie theater because I had like four guys I knew that were like good friends of mine. And we used to go see movies for free and stuff like that. And we were sitting there and they were working that day. And one of them was playing Crimson Gem Saga. I didn't know anything about the game. I saw that it was obviously a turn-based RPG. But what grabbed my attention the most was the art style. And I was like, this looks really cool. Because I always admire sprite-based games. Yeah. You know? Kind of uh, charming. Yeah, they're always charming. I like, you know, they've always got that little anime look to them. But they've, you know, this one just seemed, I don't know what it was. It just seemed appealing to me. And uh, I had never played it before, and um, I, I was really interested in it because, you know, I talked to the guy about it a little bit, and he was telling me, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a traditional turn-based role-playing game, you know. And I was like, that's totally right up my alley. You know, I was old-school Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. So, um, uh, interesting little note that I don't know if I should share, but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> um, since I am a video game reviewer, uh, and I have reviewed many of Atlas games in the past, just to show how classy of a company Atlas is. Anybody who had ever reviewed a game for them, they gave every single PSP game they have ever released to them for free. So I got Crimson Gem Saga along with like 15 other games for free. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It is kind of nuts, and that's the reason why I love working with Atlas. And um, they, they're great guys, and they make some quality quality games. But um, so I, I had it sitting there on my PSN account. You know, I never download. I just basically I, I started all, I put them in my purchase history, but I never downloaded them. And I was like, you know what? Now's the time because I put it on my list. I was like, yeah, I really want to play this game. And um, that's that's kind of how I went from there. Uh, Matt, what about your history with the game? 
Yeah, it, it's a game where I had heard the name before it was coming out. You know, at the time it came out, I was pretty big into my PSP. Uh, and I was playing it all the time. And when I saw this game on the horizon, I was pretty interested in it. I, I tend to get far more excited about RPGs than I end up being committed to them. Yeah. <laughs> so I tend to start a lot of RPGs and not finish them. But this was one of the ones that I, I was pretty interested in. And I remember my buddy and I... We're both planning on getting it day one, and I don't I don't know if I went day one or if I missed it by a week or so, but I went in to find this game at, to a GameStop and they did not have it. Huh. No copies of it, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. So then I went to the mall, I went to another GameStop, and they didn't have it. And I was like, what the heck? This is weird. And I didn't end up seeing it for like six months. And I finally saw a copy of it, and it was like still 40 bucks, so I didn't buy it. And uh, so it's always kind of been there on the periphery, kind of teasing me and taunting me. And I've always kind of wanted to play it, but never really taken the plunge. Right. So the game itself, like everybody knows, okay, it's a turn-based role-playing game. Old school, you can choose attack, you can choose defend, you can choose run away, you can use magic, all these different skills and stuff like that. It's very traditional, you know. I mean, yeah. it's to me, it screams Chrono Trigger um, because you, you know, when you're on the world, not the world map, but when you're in a dungeon or something like that, you're walking around. It isn't random attacks or anything like that. It isn't random battles. It's you can see the enemy. You can possibly do an ambush attack on them if you can sneak up on them. Uh, they can also do one on you if you wait too long. And um, they also have the the, I guess, combination attacks where two characters attack at the same time. Yeah. Um, much like Chrono Trigger. Um, and I just, you know, the whole art style, I mean, obviously this is not, um, what's that guy's name? The guy did uh, Chrono Trigger. Akira Toriyama? Uh, the, guy, the guy did Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It, it's not his art style, obviously, but it's got a unique anime art style. Which is kind of surprising, because this isn't from any big Japanese developer. It's actually a Korean game. Really? Yeah, from some company called Iron Nos, NOS. Okay. I never heard of them before. You know, when I think Korean games, I just think bad MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> As do I. But um... So, I, it, it's interesting that this is like a, air quotes, real game. I'm trying. I'm, I'm actually looking up Iron Os right now, just to see if they've made anything else. I'm well, not... this is actually the pseudo sequel to a game, uh, an earlier PSP game, Astonishia Story. Okay. And I never did play that. I heard it wasn't very good, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's why they cut ties for the, with this game. Huh. I know it's a new developer and everything. I don't know. If it was an active choice to not call it Astonishia Story 2, or if they just realized that was kind of hard to say, I don't really know what the reason was, but um, so far, I, I it can't be much like Astonishia Story if that game was not very good. Yeah, because, I mean, as far as I can tell, this game is actually really, really good. Um, well, this it says Astonishia Story was made by Sonori. Um, and published by Ubisoft. Huh. Okay, well, I don't know. It, this is... It, this game kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, 
you know, I I had never I wasn't following it whenever it first came out, but because uh, I didn't even have a PSP, I recently well, I wouldn't say I recently bought a PSP. I bought I bought the um, Peace Walker PSP. Uh, whenever Peace Walker came out, good time to buy in. Yeah, yeah, because by that time there was a lot of games on the PSP, and you know, I could go back and play them. So um, anyway, the game is basically a turn-based RPG, um, but it has some. I have to mention that it does have some modern day aspects to it. Um, I really like the whole quest thing where you, you take on a quest and you can actually bring up a menu that says what you're doing on this quest. Yes. Um, that was something I did want to mention at some point tonight. It's just that they do streamline the game a bit for you. Yes, very much so. So between the clear quest directions and then the map, you know, I don't feel half as lost in this game as I do in a lot of other RPGs. It's very true. I forgot about the map too. You can bring up a map and it stays up whenever you walk around town if you want, and you can turn it off. Um, and the quest basically, you know, it's basically a quest tracker. It tells you this is what you need to do. This is who's involved with it and kind of where you need to go but they don't really tell you this is you need to go here but obviously you can look at your map and it kind of tells you exactly where you need to go um so although there are no like dots or anything on the map to show yeah yeah there's no quest markers or anything like that right but it it it's a lot it's more helpful than what you would think from a traditional turn-based role-playing game like this yeah Agreed. You know, so like in Chrono Trigger, how many times did I get lost in that game? <laughs> I don't know. But um, especially because you're going between times and stuff. But uh, this game, is, it's not very difficult to... Uh, and, and, and the story, it seems like you're always hitting a cutscene no matter where you go kind of thing. Yeah. So you're never really lost because if a cutscene happens, then oh, you're, you know you're on the right track. Um, so let's just start off with the story at the beginning. You play as a guy named Killian. He is... <laughs> Not as badass as his name would imply. No. <laughs> he, he is he is an exceptional student at the uh, Green Hill Academy. Yep. Um, and Which is an academy where they train special soldiers called... Chevalier? Chevalier, Chevalier yeah. yeah. Sounds French. Yeah, Chevalier. Um, it's got chivalry in it. That's all I know. <laughs> um, they're kind of like knights, but they they don't necessarily go and work for the kingdom or something like that. They're knights that they have proven that they can, you know, be a a good warrior. They're young, and they basically go off and get hired on to other types of groups. It may be to work for, you know, the Watchmen. Or it may be to work for these different mercenary groups, you know. But it's it, they get to choose where they want to go. Um, and uh, Killian is one of those guys who always wants to be on top, but unfortunately always falls short. And is number but just two. one short. Yeah, just one short. He's always number two. There's always one guy that's always better than him, and it frustrates the crap out of him. Uh, he. Uh, you know he he works he does work his ass off to to earn his stripes, but there's always somebody who just either either is a little more talented or just you know a little bit better. 
and uh, I think that he he hates that, but it also makes him strive to be better. So he is just now graduating from the Green Hill Academy. He is now officially a a knight who can go and become hired at other protection agencies. I don't really know how it works, but yeah, I don't know if they like contract him out. Yeah. Or <laughs> he um. Or so, if he's like his own free agent. I'm not sure how that works. So um, after graduating, which I should mention, he got drunk the night before, and was actually late for his graduation. Yeah. Overslept. Uh, yeah, overslept with a hangover, and uh, this game. I don't know if it does it a lot, but it did it that one time. It breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, it breaks it hard too. It does. It's not like. It's not like uh, it barely breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, when you first get a quest, it pops up saying you have a new quest, and it gives you like the info of the quest. And Killian basically says, "What the hell was that box about quest stuff?" <laughs> you know, so it definitely knows it's a video game. Yeah, which uh, I don't always love. Yeah. And if this game took itself more seriously, I would hate it that it broke the fourth wall. But it really, so far, it seems pretty lighthearted. You know, you're not dealing with any kind of moral ambiguity in this game yeah so far i don't know if that'll come up later but you know it's it's a pretty light-hearted game yeah for the most part um so killian um just graduated he is called in by the headmaster of the school um and is giving has been is given a referral uh from the headmaster uh to uh, a group of um, it's not a group of mercenaries. It's like the town guard or something like that. It's like the guard of this location that the school is in. But I can't remember what the name of it is. The uh, Excelsior Force. Excelsior Force. So he has to travel to uh, Vardanov to um to go turn in or basically apply. To the Excelsior right. Force. Right, he wants to go meet the captain. Yeah, he has to go meet the captain. Um, and this is when you first get to control Killian. You, you're running around the school. Everybody's happy. They graduated, all that stuff. Um, obviously, he wasn't the valedictorian. Um, he was the salutatorian, is that what it's called? Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously he's pissed off about that. But he, you know, got that redeeming factor. Oh, I have, you know a recommendation from the headmaster of the school. I'm pretty much a shoe in for the Excelsior force. I'm going to go and right away and, and turn in my application. So that's what he does. You take over as him. Uh, you go through, you have to go through the forest, I think, or the wilderness. Um, yeah. You got to go through uh Shern forest there. I don't know how important that forest is, but in fact, I don't think there was much in that forest. There's maybe a couple of treasure chests, yeah. And maybe a few enemies, if not one. I can't remember if that didn't happen until the wilderness area. Basically the middle point between the school and the and the town. But um this is where you first you you, you bas this is basically the tutorial, you know, is yeah. it's showing you you know what you can do, obviously the fights and things like that. And since this game is not very complicated when it comes to battles, I mean, it's self-explanatory. You can use special attacks that take magic points. 
Um, you can just regular attack. Sometimes it has critical attacks. Um, what the game doesn't tell you is that during critical attacks, you can follow up with attacks, and I still don't really know how to do it. Yeah, so I just figured out how to do those. If you do a regular attack, and it happens to critical, uh, they all so each character has their own like pattern, I think, of button presses that you have to do. Yeah. But just above the uh, the bar at the bottom, so pretty much in the center of the screen, it'll flash a little black box that has an X in it. I think they all start with X. So the the timing is very very quick on it though. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, yeah. So, you really have to hit X like within a second of landing the critical. And then I think. Uh, I think that Killian's is just like X X X. Yeah. If you hit him, all in order, and then if you get up to the end of their combo, which in Killian's case I think is only like three, then you get like a finishing blow. Yeah. And so, it, I haven't done them yet, but I I haven't either. I've done it by like pure luck, just me like hitting the X button. This is from like old school me playing Pokemon and the whole <laughs> oh if you throw the the Pokeball at the at the right time and you hold down you know you hold down the A button it, you get a twenty percent better chance it'll catch it. You know it's it's bullshit like that that I've always just right. <laughs> mash the X button maybe something will happen. I you use know. that skill in the elevator too. Yeah. Shut the door. <laughs> Here comes somebody quick. <laughs> but um, so you know it, they don't explain too much. I mean, maybe I don't. Well, you're farther than I am, and they haven't explained it with you, so. No, they haven't even mentioned it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just going by this fact. This guy's talk, like writing. He seems to know it, know what he's talking about, but you never know. He just could be making this shit up. Um, but I have noticed that he does like a, an extra attack and I'm just like, I don't know why he did that. It could be because I'm hitting the X button. It may not be, but who knows? Yeah. I like the fact that it is relatively simple. So like when you're in battle, you, you know, your options are super clear. There's even a little picture to go along with each one. <laughs> yeah. You know, use an item, run away, attack, special attack. And, but, and it's all super easy where it's just up and down and then X to select, and then up and down and X to select. So there's no confusion about, like, really that many sub-menus. I mean, it's all it's all very logical. Yeah. The, easy, easy to do. The the drawback to being so simplistic, though, is that you, you're going to have to grind this game. Yeah. Because, because you're you, not combining different strategies to gain a tactical edge. You really just have to be leveled up enough yeah because you know since you don't have as many options to do different things you just basically have to become a powerhouse right and that's the unfortunate thing but you know i think it's it's kind of easy to grind in this game um it seems like i I know every time you level up it automatically refills your mp and hp yeah so that helps me out um so far, I haven't really ran away from a battle. Um, I haven't actually ran away during the battle, but I I haven't avoided guys on the world map yep. yet. I have been killing everybody that's gotten my way, and I'm afraid that that may finally catch up to me. 
I'll run into a boss fight where I'm like, well, I can't beat it, so I'm going to have to go back down this dungeon and grind some. And that always kills me. And that's what... One of the reasons why I don't finish many RPGs. Yeah. But um, I tend to do some amount of grinding just as I'm going. Yeah, I mean... Um, just because I'm scared and I don't want to hit that wall. Yeah. But I'm surprised that you say this is an easy game to grind because I... I find it kind of hard because I feel like even though I'm not losing battles, and I did die a couple times very early in the game before I realized how important it was to save, like, as often as I do now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm winning all these battles, but it's impossible to win these battles without, like, getting hit. Yeah. And I feel like they're draining my life, and I'm spending a whole lot of time and money in in game money to buy potions to refill my life so i i feel like i'm kind of caught in this continuous circle where i am grinding a lot and gaining a lot of sp and xp and money but then i have to go spend all that money that i just earned on potions so that i can keep doing it <laughs> you know what that sounds like what sounds like an mmo <laughs> yeah um, you know, I, that's true. My strategy is, and this is just me, um, learn some healing spells and buy nothing but mana potions. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Um, I may carry maybe 10 healing potions with me, but that's my last resort. Um, and plus you get some, like some monsters will just drop them at the end of the battle. Yeah. Um, but... For me, and that's how I've usually always done with these time to turn based RPGs, like the old like Persona 3 and Persona 4, mm-hmm. I, that's all I did was just I healed myself with abilities rather than using potions. You know, because it just, instead of me having to manage both, just manage one. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I'll have to. Shift my focus a bit because I feel like I'm missing out on the ability to buy any cool weapons and stuff because all the money I have I'm spending on various different potions and tents and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where you get the tents or expensive ish crap. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's that's the main gist of the game and that's that's what <laughs> it's a curse as well as a welcome to me. Because I, I do enjoy the fact that it is simplistic. You know, you don't have to worry about too awful much. And Yeah, at least not at any given time. Yeah. I mean, like the, the things you have to worry about are all kind of portioned out. Have so you, wh- whether you attack the enemy before they see you or try and run away, but then they might catch you. All that stuff is, is done and over with before you're into the battle. Yeah. And then once you, you know, when you're selecting your your spells or your attacks... That's all done before you have to worry about whether or not you're going to try and do a follow-up shot after a critical. So yeah. everything's kind of like portioned out, which makes it simple, if not always easy. Yeah, which is why I've always loved turn-based RPGs. You know, obviously, like, the the, the, the later Final Fantasy games started doing the active time battle stuff, where mm-hmm. you couldn't take your time to strategize. You had to fucking... You know, choose something quick because the enemy's going to keep attacking you. But this one, you can take as long as you want. So, um, back to the story. Killian ha- is traveling uh, through 
town, or he's going to the town. And uh, right there at the outskirts of the town, uh, he runs into a young elf girl. Uh, basically, what he thinks is being attacked by some thugs. So Killian being the, the you know, I guess the chivalrous knight that he is, decides he's going to go help the damsel in distress. So here comes your first, would it be your first boss battle? I guess so. Uh, I guess so. I mean, they call it a boss battle, but... It's it seems pretty simple. Yeah, uh, it's two dudes. Still tutorial. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it that. Yeah, it's two demarcation. Two dudes and another big stronger dude, and you take them down with probably about two swipes of your sword. So it, it's pretty simple. Um, but um, kind of find out after the battle, these guys are saying that uh, she owes them money, and. Uh, that she is not who she says she is because she keeps playing off like she's she needs help really bad. And uh, Killian's just eating this crap up. <laughs> and so uh, they run off, and you know she's like, "Thanks, but or for whatever," and you know, and she's like, "I gotta go." And then Killian realizes that his wallet's been stolen. Well, that's Spinel for you. That's uh, Spinel. Um, but you don't find out what her name is until later. But, uh, you know, RPGs always do that. They always, like, you know, they show somebody talking and it's always question mark. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, somebody will finally say, my name's this. Or, oh, come on, Spinel. And now you know what their name is. <laughs> so, um, she runs off. She stole your wallet. So, I'll kind of find out she really is a trickster who's, you know, up to no good. And, um, so, Killian, I guess he just counts his losses and says, "Screw it, I'm 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 on my way to become part of the Excelsior Force." <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into the town and uh, goes into the, the the base for the for the uh, the mercenary group, and uh, they're all gone. Uh, there's only one guy there, and he's basically the guard, and uh, he says they're out getting ready to do a mission. And he says, oh, I have a good idea. Why don't you take it to the captain yourself? They haven't started the mission yet, but if you hurry, you may be able to catch them. And it'd look really good if you handed it to him yourself. Yeah, I'll show how ambitious you are. Yeah. And so Killian... Killian's very gullible, it seems like. Yeah. He. Uh, it, he's the kind of guy he's always overreacting to everything, too. Yeah. He, he's, like, all, he's very brash. Yeah, he, he makes big deals out of small things, and he, you know, he, he kind of charges head first when he shouldn't. Um, he is your typical RPG main character. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of the lead character of this terrible RPG that I played that I loved for some reason, Enchanted Arms. Uh, that was a 360 game, right? Yeah, 360 PS3, yeah. Yeah, I, I never played it, but I heard about it. That was made by From Software, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. I love that game, and I'm not really sure why. But Killian reminds me a lot of Atsuma, the lead character of that game. Gotcha. That may be that may be one game I had to put on there, because I never played it. Or maybe not, I don't know. Since, <laughs> since you say it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's awful in so many ways. <laughs> oh, good. Is it a turn-based role-playing game? Uh, so, the, I, well, actually, I, I lied a little bit. I'll tell you exactly why I liked it. 
because it is turn-based and it's also like kind of grid-based. Okay. So your attacks might be like a row in front of you of four squares, or it might be a square of attack damage, or it might be a straight line of attack damage. Gotcha. And you've got like a like a four on four group, so you're trying to line up all your characters so that the range of their attacks is important. At, I I thought it was just really strategic, somewhere between an SRPG and a regular RPG. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like another RPG I played and reviewed. Actually, it was called um, Radiant Historia. Um, that that sounds exactly like that game, as far as the combat goes, because it was all grid based and you could damage like a certain number of squares and things like that. Fantastic RPG. Oh, um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's on the DS. No, um, I guess I won't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so Killian, you know, he he says, okay, that sounds like a good idea. So I'm gonna go back to the base of Dead Man's Spire, which is, you know, that's that's a great place to go anyway, just from the name. But, uh, you know, you travel back the way you came, and uh, you you meet up with the captain and basically his entire friggin' army, because there's a lot of dudes there. Yep. And he's rallying them up, and he's getting ready to do a mission where he will retrieve a artifact called the Wicked Stone... Yeah, I think that's what they call them. Yeah. Um, basically, the beginning of the game, I forgot to mention, the beginning of the game, they, they tell the kind of a small backstory about um, the stone that basically grants, like, great power. And it's called the Crimson Stone, I think, or the Crimson Gem. Um, and other people call it other things, like a lot of people call it the Wicked Stone and stuff like that. So... Um, they're trying to find it, and they're they they have information that someone is already in Dead Man's Spire trying to get it. Yeah, or it's already in there itself, right? Yeah, and and they want to go get it before it falls into the wrong hands. Yeah. Well, Killian shows up, says, "Hey, I want to join you guys. I have my letter of recommendation from the headmaster, and." The captain's like, okay, we need all the help we can get. You are with us. Great. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Because this dude with wings shows up. Uh, along with his little pet rat thing. Yeah, rat dog monster. Yeah. Um, and uh, they pretty much decimate everybody. They cast this gigantic spell. Uh, and it's... I guess it makes this gigantic explosion and Killian wakes up, uh, I guess not really yeah, badly injured. Yeah. So he's like the only one that survives and everybody else is dead around him. And, uh, just so happens, (laughs) uh, Spinel walks by the, the, the little elf girl that stole his wallet. Probably on her way to steal a crimson gem. Exactly. And so um, she sees him still alive and takes him back into town. Uh, At this point, Killian is uh, coming in out of consciousness, but he finally wakes up and realizes what has happened and realizes that he needs to go back and and try to take out these these two people or, or creatures or whatever the hell they were that destroyed the entire brigade. 
Spinell obviously thinks this is a really bad idea. So Killian goes anyway. She follows behind. And, you know, everybody is obviously dead. They're gone. You can't find you can't find the bad guys anywhere. And Killian's like, well, shit. <laughs> so Spinell's like, okay, look. Obviously, you're upset. <laughs> um, but I think we should join forces. Kind of find out she is a treasure hunter. And uh, she needs... She needs some extra muscle to take on this uh, this quest that she's on to find basically any type of loot. But she's looking for a gem. It's it's a wicked stone. It just so happens it's the same wicked stone that is in Dead Man's Spire. So Killian, he 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 says, well, since these bad guys and my brigade were trying to get this wicked stone, I think it's only right that I try and get it. Because obviously there's something up with it. Right. Something up with it to the point that he's not allowed to touch it either. Because the captain says, you know, we're going to go get this before they were all killed. The captain says that we're going to go get the stone, but nobody can touch it. Yeah. So, um, Killian decides to join up with uh, Spinell. And they travel to the dead man spire again. Um, and they start exploring. Uh, the unfortunate thing is when they enter dead man spire, they get locked in and they can't get out. So the only thing they can do is keep going. And, uh, not too far into the, the cavern, I guess, or the cave or the dungeon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they run into this, uh, guy who is being attacked by multiple monsters uh so killian being the great chivalrous knight that he is decides he wants to help him and you defeat those monsters and meet a new guy who happens to be a mage hmm. <laughs> we happen to have a spot open for a mage yes we do we have our rogue and we have our uh warrior now we need a mage and this mage, um, crap, what is his name? Henson. Henson. I was going to say Hornell for some reason. <laughs> uh, Henson, uh, y- you don't get too much uh, story from Henson. He he obviously is kind of a younger guy, um, mm-hmm. probably the same age as Killian. Um, he's not very strong physically, but he is a very powerful mage. He graduated from a uh, special mage school. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, he graduated from a school. Uh, he is, he, he was, so he's, he's a, he's still an apprentice, but he is a, he's a good mage. Um, and uh, he, he's basically the opposite of Killian. He's more intelligent and more headstrong, but also very sarcastic. Very sarcastic. And uh, basically blames pretty much anything that bad that happens on Killian. In fact, if he dies in combat, he says, this is all Killian's fault. So, um, but he's, he seems, uh, is is he going to be the comic relief? That's, that's my question, because he seems like he is, because he's still acts kind of goofy too yeah i mean i think there's a little bit of comedic um add-in from like everybody yeah 
So, I mean, uh, like I said, this isn't a game that really takes itself seriously. So everybody gets their, their bid in every once in a while. Yeah. And probably more than the others. So, um, he, he, he's kind of cocky too. You know, he's, he, he seems to know what he's doing, but, um, he, so far all three of them are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in their own way. Um, so they all, so he decides, yeah, sure. I'll help you because, you know. I guess was was he looking for the stone as well? Yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't remember what he was doing in the tower. I can't I can't remember either. Um, it may it may not have been he may he may just been exploring or something. But um, so they join forces. Now you have a mage in your party. At this point, this is when I first start to learn that you can actually learn and upgrade, or I knew you could upgrade abilities, but I didn't know you could learn new abilities by using skill points. Yeah, which I, I really like the way that this game handles the skill points. As do I. Uh, well, kind of. I like that it's pooled, so you get to make the decision who you want to upgrade, how much you want to upgrade them, and what kind of path you want to go down, because there are a lot of spells to learn. This is true. I like that part, but I wish it didn't pool it. I really? wish, yeah. You know, like how at, at the end of every battle it says, you gain 15 SP. I wish it was 15 SP for each person. Instead of 15 SP and then you have to choose, you know. Uh, certain games, like Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, uh, 13 and 13 2. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you, it's, it's the same thing. You have a skill tree where you can, you know, you, you use points to, to, to unlock new stuff. And uh, it, in Final Fantasy 13 and 13 2, each character gets their own uh, pool. And I, I like that better, and I kind of wish, you know, I, I wish Killian gained 15 SP after a battle, and Spinel gained 15, and, you know, it, it, I wish it was just, it, instead of it just being everybody's big pool. Right. But, I mean... It wouldn't, you know, it, it wouldn't be 15 each. It would be like three each. Well, see, but that's the difference. It's 15 each in Final Fantasy. So you get a lot more. You get a lot more. Each character gets okay. that amount. I gotcha. So I, I, I was kind of hoping it would do that, but it doesn't. It's all just one big pool, so you had to be a little bit more cautious when spending your SP. Yeah, but, but I uh, mean, you can you can spend them evenly if you want to. This is true, yeah. Between the characters, yeah. I mean, you, you just got to be a little bit more conservative and 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 plan right. plan ahead, kind of thing. But so, yeah, I tend to go on binges when I do it. I won't upgrade anything for a long time, and then all of a sudden I'll upgrade like twenty spells in a row. That's exactly what I do. So, um, you can learn new abilities through, but it's basically a skill tree. Um, there, there may be one branch that has to do with healing, one branch that has to do with, you know, uh, uh, stat increases and and buffs and debuffs and one that may have to do with uh you know full-on physical attacks so there's always different skill trees or or like branches of the skill tree and uh the unfortunate thing is you have to spend skill points to (laughs) to unlock a skill then you have to spend more skill points to learn the skill yeah and i'm like you know it says this skill is unknown uh, it costs 50 SP to figure out what the fuck it is before you can spend more SP to learn it. Which sucks, because you can go through and spend a whole lot of SP 
knowing skills that you'll never want to use. Yeah, just revealing skills. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally never going to use that for my character because that's, you know, uh, Killian is not my healer, you know. Right. So I just, it, that kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah. Um, and another reason that you have to grind. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this is whenever I first learned that you could even do that because they didn't give you a tutorial on that either. Yeah, it's surprising. This game doesn't doesn't explain a lot. I mean, not that there are lots of subsystems to learn, but you know there are basic things like how to upgrade sp- skills and how to do the follow up attacks to criticals that are just never mentioned. It's kind of weird. Yeah, the and like like you mentioned, the you can upgrade your skills that you've already learned as well by using these medallions. Um, so far, I've only got like two. And I've upgraded, you know, one of Killian's attacks and one of Spinel's attacks. And I've got another medallion, but it, it only works for ranking something up from rank four to five. So. Oh yeah. I have none of nothing that's ranked four yet. So. Did you upgrade his cross slash? No, I upgraded his his single foe attack. I gotcha. I can't remember what that one's called. Like the Justice Blade or the something? The Justice Blade. Yeah, that's a... Sweet name. They've, they've got the, you know, the cheesy names and stuff for these attacks and stuff, too. Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, so, we're in the Dead Man's Spire. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we've, we've just gained a new party member, uh, Mage, who you have to, I, I put him in the very back. Yep. You can, he is far too weak to put anywhere else. Yeah, this dude, he can take maybe two hits and he's dead. But um, he's actually pretty powerful when he spells. And he has a lot of MP, so you don't have to be as conservative with the spells with him. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever run out of MP with him. Yeah. So, um, And by the time you do start running low, he levels up. Yeah. So uh, it... Uh, you, you can position people as well. I should mention that. You can position people. Killian's always in my front. You can have one guy in the front, two people in the middle, and then one person in the back. Um, and uh, people farther back are have less chance of getting hit. Or, or the enemies choose to hit them less. I, I guess. guess. I, I feel guess. like... I feel like they gang up on whoever's lowest when I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it seems like to me. But... Um, that's what the game says, I guess. So, um, so we're continuing through Dead Man's Spire. Um, and we eventually, after killing monsters, you know, th- during this time we are finding a few treasure chest, treasure, da, 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 <laughs> treasure chest here and there and, uh, killing, you know, groups of enemies and things like that. You finally come up on this big plate of armor, uh, sitting in like a, um, a little alcove. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a and little. Spinel's like, see, I told you, if you came with me, you could get some nice enchanted sword and armor. Yeah, and so um, who who runs up to it? I think it's Spinel does. Yeah. And she goes so. she goes to grab the sword and the armor, and uh, all of a sudden it comes to life, uh, and uh, there's like a zombie in it, and um, he he's talking about like. He, he, he's, I'm trying to imagine, he, he's saying things like, run away, you know, he's trying to warn them. Yeah. Uh, but he's also, like, trying to kill them as well. And uh, Killian realizes, he said, that this person, like, 
we're going to like vanquish you, you know. Yeah. And so you charge forward. Yeah, you begin a battle where um you can't win. Not even close. Uh, you do one damage to the guy every time you attack him, no matter what you use, and uh, you were supposed to get killed there. Yeah, he. Yeah, you do one damage to him with every attack. He kills somebody every attack. Yeah. Um. It's it, the the cliched. You can't win this battle, but it, instead of it being part of a cutscene, they want you to do a battle. I hate that so bad. I hate that too. They because because. I don't want to waste my magic points on something when I didn't know I couldn't hurt it. Yeah. So, I just did... So, I... This is not the last one. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I'm sure it's not. This game overuses that. Yeah. Because didn't they do it... Did did I actually have to fight the guys um, that killed my brigade? I want to say uh, I did. Was that another you-can't-win fight? I thought that was another one. Yeah. So. And I just got to one where I used a tent right beforehand. Got everybody ready because I saw him standing there. Then went to fight it. He killed me, obviously, in four hits. And then I leveled up and didn't have to use my tent that I spent hard-earned money on. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I hate that so bad. And so many RPGs do that shit. Even nowadays. Yeah. I'm just like, why do you do this? You know, especially whenever I'm like, all right, am I doing something wrong? Like, cause there, there's some times where, you know, the game, you gotta find the trick. Yeah. Am I doing something wrong or is this one of those, I can't win battles, you know? <laughs> I, cause I, I've asked that so many times playing RPGs over the years and I'm just like, God, it's another one of those. I know it right now. And then come to find out it's not really one. I'm like, well, what the fuck was I doing wrong? <laughs> Especially in a game like this where when you die, it doesn't just say, all right, now you can start the battle again and try again. No, when you die, it's game over. Yeah, you go to title screen and guess what? You load from your last save. Yeah, and because of that, I get super paranoid going into any fight that even remotely looks like a boss fight. Yeah, which is why I save practically after every encounter. If I fight an enemy and I survive, I'm saving. (laughs) And I save before I use any healing whatsoever. So um, I just uh, – sometimes the, – the good thing is you can save whenever you want in this game. Yeah, period. which I take as a modern plus. Yes. You don't have to go to any – Save points. Save points. So uh, you, you fight <laughs> – you fight uh, this, this zombie suit of armor – and uh, get the crap beat out of you. And uh, cut to another cutscene of you guys laying on the ground about to get killed. And this guy with this gigantic hammer comes out of nowhere and knocks him back. And he then flees. And then you guys get up and you're like, well, who the hell are you? Thanks, but who the hell are you? And he's like, don't worry about that. And he runs off. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. So then, you, you know, you take this little exit that's right next to where the fight was. And it opens up to this gigantic village, like, full of trees and pumpkin patches and, and like, uh, you know, just grass everywhere. And it's very bright. And I'm like, 
Me, I'm personally thinking, I'm like, did I did I leave the spire and I'm in a town yeah. now? That's when I first realized, I was like, what the hell's going on? And then all these these villagers all come running up to you guys, and you're like, oh man, we don't get visitors at all. Welcome, you know. And they're all acting all overly nice, and they're like, come, come, come to the bar and get drunk, you know. And <laughs> uh, and so the you know, Killian's like, okay, whatever. So uh, they. They go to the bar and they're all sitting there and um, Killian he basically doesn't give a crap. He's just like whatever. Spinel's like hell yeah I'll take free beer, and um, the mage I can't ever remember his name. Henson. Henson. Fucking Jim Henson. Okay. <laughs> Henson. He's got hair like a muppet. Yeah. Uh, Henson is like there's something up with these people. You know, he knows he's like something's weird going on, and so they and they're starting to question why is there a village inside this dungeon? Yeah, so it's right in the middle of the spire. Yeah. So the the spire, I guess, is like cylindrical, and this is just kind of sitting in the middle, and so the top is open, and that's why it's all sunny. Yeah, and so um, Killian says he's gonna go for a walk. So he goes for a walk into the village, and he sees this young woman there. And she starts to tell him that not everything is what it seems in this village. And um, someone has put a curse on them. Uh, It's evil witch who actually has the wicked stone. And uh, this has happened years and years and years ago. And she's basically enslaved everybody. And we, Killian and his party, have fallen right into her trap. And uh, she said the only way you can kill her is by using the special hammer that was used by the knight that you ran into, the zombie knight. Yeah, Larmont. Larmont is his name. And she said, and she wrote down on a piece of paper the location of the hammer. Uh, The unfortunate thing is the witch has been watching this the entire time, and she telepathy, you know telepathically says no and <laughs> takes <laughs> takes her away like somehow she floats away and the paper that has the location of the hammer splits into four pieces and flies off through the village and so the new quest pops up go find those four pieces at this point I'm like okay well I gotta go find these four pieces a fetch quest, sure. <laughs> so it doesn't take long. They shine. You can find yeah. them. Um, put them together. Another breaking of the fourth wall. Killian's like, who the fuck? You know, he doesn't say that, but he's like, who cuts? Who cuts it into even pieces? And, you know, and um, he he's reading it and he, he keeps messing up and putting the pieces in the wrong order. And he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, come on, this is fucking lame. So. Would you want to say something? I was just going to say that that's just more evidence of this game being kind of silly. Yeah. So um, he puts the pieces together, finds out that it's actually at the base of this statue that has been, like I've walked by the statue numerous times, but uh, it's basically at this base of the statue. It's in the village. So you go to the statue. You find the hammer. Uh, there's no other. Oh, it's gone, and we got to find out where it is. So the hammer was yeah. actually there. Um, and you get it, and when that happens, 
the villagers surround you and like, we knew this was going to happen. Oh, we're coming for you. And you have to fight some dudes. You have to fight uh, a couple of zombies as well as a zombie chef. <laughs> Why a zombie chef? I don't know. But this game, I mean, this this fight's easy. It's a pushover. Yeah. I, I used cross slash and killed everybody in one hit. <laughs> so I was like, yay. Um, and the you, then you find out that the, the mayor of the town's like, yes, we are... We are enslaved by this witch. Um, please help us. You know, we'll do what we can. You know, and so you and your party finally Spinel and because everything turns crazy. Everybody turns into zombies. The whole village is now like this Halloween town. It looks yeah, like. is that like as soon as you grab the hammer or after the fight with the zombie? It's after the fight with the zombies. Okay. Um, everything like there's a bunch of pumpkin patches and stuff and they're all now jack-o'-lanterns and there's graves everywhere now and it's uh, whatever it's <laughs> sure well, the, the curse you've seen through the curse now yeah now you see what they really look like so um now we're gonna have to take on uh this evil witch um the hell is her name it starts with an n nefelta nefelta Sure, we'll go with that. Nefelto. She, we'll go with that. Yeah, she um she is in possession of the uh the wicked stone and this is where she's getting her power where she's being able to uh enslave people for years and years as well as uh you know, I guess put a veil on people so they can't see what's really going on. Yeah. And so um we continue through the spire. We leave the village, continue through the spire. Um, and uh, we get to a part where we meet up with that guy that saved us the first time. Uh, the guy with the big hammer. And um, he's an older guy. And they remind us of this because they constantly call him old man. Yeah, especially Spinel. Yeah. And um, so... He basically is looking for the Wicked Stone as well. This guy is like an ex-minister, is what he said? Yeah. So he, he's kind of got a cool vibe about him. Yeah. He's an ex-man of the cloth, and now he's like a drunk. Yeah. Um, sounds a little bit like um, if you've ever played uh, Lunar 2, Eternal Blue. There's a character. There's a character on there. I think his name was Rothbart. <laughs> uh, he he was a um, he was a um, um, a priest who became a gambler and a drunk. Uh. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's another needless thing. We're comparing a lot of <laughs> RPGs to this game. But uh, anyway, so this guy is like an ex-priest who is, I guess, on a holy quest. Maybe he he still has he still has convictions where he wants to fight for justice. I guess. Yeah. And um. But did you get that he was on a quest, or did he like leave? I got a I got the I got did, the vibe that he said. well I got the vibe that he he is looking for the wicked stone, but he never said why. Right, yeah, so that, that's that's what I got, too, is that he's looking for the stone, 
but I don't necessarily know that it's at the behest of the church or the order or wherever he comes from. Yeah. It may just, you know, maybe he was exiled and now he's looking for it as some sort of redemption. They don't really tell you if it's kind of a before or after he's left the, left the church. This is true. I don't know. I know he uses a lot of, it looks like Christian stuff. I mean, he carries a cross with him. And uh, when he does his spells and things like that, he 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 looks through what looks like a Bible, and uh, carries a cross. So I don't really know how it works. I don't know what this, <laughs> I don't know what the religion is in this game. But um, so he uh, basically he's looking for the stone too, and he overhears what Killian and his party want to do, and uh, he's willing to help them, but he wants the wicked stone when they do defeat this evil witch. And uh, Killian's like, yeah, whatever. That's not going to happen. Um, and so he's like, okay, fine. Then uh, we'll have a fight. And um, whoever wins uh, gets the stone whenever we get to it. And they're like, okay. So you have to do a fight with Killian, just Killian, versus this guy. You don't know his name just yet. Uh, he, he's another question mark guy. <laughs> um, guy's not too difficult. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he hits you a couple of times. He may heal once or twice, but you know, uh, two or three SP attacks and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he, he concedes, uh, you win. His name is Giltz. And he says, okay, I'll join, help you guys. So then begins. Right, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, sadly, I feel like his prowess in fighting against Killian translates into his ability to fight monsters with Killian afterwards. This is true. Even though he's a higher level. Yeah, he's a higher level, and he has this massive hammer. He doesn't do very much damage. No. I don't know. I just, um, maybe, well, I mean, obviously you're, you're farther along than I am, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe I can buy a new hammer or something. Yeah, too bad you can't just use that hammer that we just picked up. That's like, that's what I don't get. Let's go in the game. <laughs> Why in the hell did I ever get this hammer, which we'll get into later? Yeah. Um. So Geltz joins you. Um. And now you begin the climb. Uh, you basically climb this big spiral staircase until you get to the top, and that's where the boss is. Um. This part was annoying, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I was talking to you, like, kind of right after I got done with it. Because it's this gigantic spiral staircase, and there's enemies on it, and they're guaranteed to friggin' see you, so it's hard to ambush. And if they, you know, so this is how it works. If you sneak up on a guy before they see you, you get an ambush attack, and you, you know, you get a preemptive strike. Um, if they see you, they will stop what they're doing and have a exclamation point above their head for about maybe two seconds. Yeah. At that time, if you run into them, you, it's basically just a regular battle. Nobody has the advantage, but if you wait too long and that exclamation point disappears, they start charging after you and no, pretty much no matter what you are going to get ambushed. Yeah, I have quite often 
just tried to book it for the next screen and not made it. No, these guys these guys will catch up to you. There is no yeah, fast. yeah there is no running away from these guys. So this was really annoying because there really is no way to run away from them. And once they see you, you might as well just say fuck it and go and attack them. Yeah, you might as well charge at them to get at least an even fight. Yeah. But anyway, so you do all this. It's eight floors of this. And finally, after probably about 20 minutes of, of, of attacking and and you know trying to <laughs> survive and then finally using a tent right before because I know there's going to be a boss fight up here and saving my game you finally get up to the top of the tower and there uh, is where you take on Nefelta um, but unfortunately you're not going to take on Nefelta first you're going to have to take on her little zombie uh, suit of armor uh, Laramont Again. Yeah, again. But this time you can actually hurt him. So this is what I'm thinking the hammer was for, so I could actually hurt him. But we never use the hammer. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, except that you never use the hammer. You just, have, just it, you have it in your inventory. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. So uh, Laramont comes. Uh, he's pretty damn powerful. He'll hit you twice um, when he does. Uh, so... Hopefully he'll hit Killian and not anybody else because they'll do massive damage to him. Um, the this the, I will mention this Spinel is useless during this fight and the next fight I don't know why, but every time I attack whether it's with a SP attack or just a normal attack it only does one damage. I don't know if she has something equipped that. They were, uh, you know, immune to or whatever. I can't figure. I couldn't figure it out, and I'm not trying right now. So, but anyway, I had three other guys that were doing good damage, so I used her just to heal, kinda. Um. So anyway, uh, Laramont, not too difficult. Uh, you know, he 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 took out uh, my mage, uh, but you know, I, I still took him down. After you after you beat Larmont, you get a little small cutscene where he basically falls apart, and then oh no, the witch is bringing him back to life again. So you realize we have to kill her in order to stop Larmont. So now cuts to the big fight with her, uh, Nefelta. She turns into this gigantic spider-looking thing, uh, and this this fight to me was actually easier. If she attacks you, like physically attacks you, it will do a lot of damage and possibly kill somebody. Uh, but most of the time, she just kept trying to poison me. Oh. She just kept trying to cast poison spells. And unfortunately, all my guys were already poisoned, so they weren't really doing anything. I was like, go ahead and waste your turn doing that shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the poisoning was tough in the beginning, but then once everybody's poisoned, uh, it doesn't add anything for her to poison you again. Yeah. So, um, at this point, she was rather easy. I, um, you know, I mean, obviously she did take out Killian and, and the mage, um, but, uh, I was still be I was able to beat her. Um, <laughs> the only other, the only other problem I have with this game is the fact that if you have a character die in battle, 
they don't gain any experience points because of this. So now, like, two of my characters are, like, two or three levels behind two of other characters, and it really pisses me off when that happens. Yeah, I was going to say, my Henson is severely underleveled because he dies, like, he's probably died in, like, 25 different fights. Yeah. And then, because of that, not gained the uh, XP or SP. Exactly. So... Although, I'll say, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but it seems to me, like, you get the same amount of XP... Do you? Just divided between three people instead of four. Because I had one fight where three of my four people died, and I only had Killian left. And he went up like an entire level. And I'm like, there's no way that all four of them each would have gone up an entire level. Huh. So, I, I, I don't know if that's true, but it seemed to me like if one person dies, you don't lose that XP. It just gets distributed among the other people. Gotcha. Okay. Well, if, if that's true, then great. But still, Although it, that causes them to be even more uneven. mismatched in yeah. levels. I don't know, but so but anyway, you destroy her, she dies, um, and you've broke the curse. Uh, Larmont comes back as a girly looking man, <laughs> um, and him and his little girlfriend, the the woman who helped you with her note, uh, they both um, float off into. The afterlife, I guess. So then is everyone in that town just dead? dead. Yeah, they're dead. Because they died actually like hundreds of years ago? Yeah. As far as I can tell. Because they all, it showed them all turning back from zombie form to human form to ghost form, then floating off. Yeah. So you freed their spirits. Yay. Um, the, the corpse of Nefelta is laying there, and Spinel's like, okay, it's time to get that awesome little uh, Wicked Stone, because she wants to sell it. And um, there, there is a little tidbit that I'm sure will, will pop up again. Uh, she finds it, and, and obviously touches it and holds it, and it kind of does the whole ring of power thing, where it's like, kind of calling to her, and like, Mm-hmm. kind of alluring her a little bit and um you know and this is why the captain said hands off yeah and everybody's like um hey are you okay and she's like yeah i'm fine and that's the end of the chapter the first chapter and that's that's where we're going to stop but <laughs> um so what do you, what do you think man i mean wh- how, how are you feeling so far you said how many hours did it take you to get to this point I would say about five and a half. Five and a half? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look. I, I got my PSP. <laughs> Although, I, if I look at my PSP, it says that I'm currently on about 420 hours. Oh, you just leave that sucker on? No, I, well, I put it in sleep mode. Oh, and it still counted? And it still counts it. I, I don't know if it's a bug. It's so weird. Like, that's how I play all my PSP games. Yeah. Is I always, like, that's my favorite thing about it. It doesn't matter if there's... The ability to save whenever I want. I can always just flick that switch, put my PSP into sleep mode, and then pick it up later. This is not, true. Ha- not have to reload the game, not have to go through any applications. I'm just, bam, I'm there. Yeah. And I, and I love that feature, but it's really weird to me that it counts those as playtime hours, even though the PSP is not even on. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point, let me look here. I'm at three hours and 20 minutes. Huh. <laughs> 
right now. So, um, it seems like I'm early on, but from looking at this game fact, it looks like this game may not be that long. I mean, it may be a lot of grinding, but as far as story stuff goes, it looks like I may have maybe 20 more hours, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some people put the range at 20 to 40, so maybe you can just power through it in 20 hours. This is true. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's totally fine with me. You know, a 25-hour game is is well worth the money, trust me. But, um, yeah. Although it's weird that, <laughs> speaking of money, this game's also available on the iPhone. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like $10 on the iPhone. Really? I think, which is weird because that's cheap for a PSP game, although I think I bought it at $10 or less. Uh, but it's, you know, super expensive for an iPhone game. Yeah. So I, I wonder what kind of business they do with that price point on the iPhone. That's a good question. I wonder how it controls. Especially, you know, whenever you're trying to sneak up on a guy. What I've read is it controls pretty terribly. Great. And they, everything I read about the iPhone version said the game's great, but the conversion's not so good. Yeah. I'm happy there, to play where it was meant to be played. There's some decent, like, um, voice acting in this game, too. Yeah, although I'll say that Killian's voice is really what reminds me of Atsuma and Enchanted Arms. I want to say Killian is played by a famous um, voice actor. And I'm looking it up. Because I know that voice. In fact, yeah. in fact, you know who I think it is? I think it's um, Iori from Persona 3. Hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Junpei Iori? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Voice actors. Let's see here. Crimson Gem Saga. Voice actors. Crimson Gem Saga. Here we go. Killing is played by Troy Baker. That may not be him. Let me look him up. Yuri, not, that, not, uh, not at all the guy that plays Atsuma. Yeah, here's Henson is played by Yuri uh, Lowenthal, which I, I definitely know who that is. Um, let me look up Troy Baker here. Pace and search. Troy Baker. Guild Wars 2, um, he plays Jetfire in Transformers. He plays Booker DeWitt in Bioshock Infinite coming out. Um, man, I know at Diablo 3, he plays a scoundrel in Diablo 3. Uh, let's see here. He plays Snow in Final Fantasy 13. Oh, really? Um, he's also in Naruto. Plays a lot of people in Naruto. He played Vincent from Catherine in Catherine. Oh man, I, I need to play that. That game was good. Um, who else? He was in. Wow, he's been in a lot of games. Holy crap! Darksiders, he played Abaddon. Wow, he played a lot of people in Darksiders. Um, played Slimer in Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, wow. 
Last Raiment, uh, Resistance 2, yeah, this is very, very bad, um, Shimagami's Tensei, Persona 4, he plays Kanji Tatsume, okay, yeah, this dude's, like, I know his voice, so, um, he's, he's, he's well known, for me at least. Anyway, yeah, it has some good voice acting as well. Full Metal Alchemist, he played Frank Archer. It's a little weird that it's like some parts are voiced and some parts aren't. It's a PSP game for one thing. And right, I mean, it's a given. But the breakdown isn't like cut and dry. Like, oh, in the cutscenes, it's voiced. It's like it's some of the cutscenes and also some of the regular interactions. Yeah. But not, not other regular interactions. You'd think, like, important cutscenes would have voice acting, but sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know, like, it's after... Uneven there. Yeah, like, whenever you're about to fight a boss, you'd think that would be voice acted, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. You know, some... A lot of a lot of RPG, RPGs do that, you know? Like, Persona did that. And I don't know why. I just... You know, I... It's... I understand it's on the PSP, and I understand... You know, sometimes it just, it's not, it, you can't do that, but I don't know. It's, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and what's there, uh, like you said, is pretty good. Yeah, they do they do a pretty good job. And um, I was actually surprised. I was figuring it was going to be kind of cheesy, but no, they, they've got some, Atlas knows how to hire voice actors. <laughs> so, especially for their localization. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. For us, I mean, we we done we did the prologue, we did the chapter, first chapter, um, moving on to chapter two. We're gonna, there's there's four chapters in all in this game, and we're we're looking probably to do four episodes each covering a chapter. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think for, from what I have played of this game, yes, yeah, sure, I might have to do a little bit of grinding, but I can probably finish this game. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been, you know, it's it's been interesting for me because. I don't think the game is easy, but it's not hard. Like it's not hard in that I'm dying. Yeah. And that's kind of where like I, I think I'm compensating for my combat deficiencies with too many uh, health potions. Yeah. So it's weird that I, you know, I'm enjoying the game, but I I do feel like I'm missing out on some things by not by spending all my money on health potions. Because <laughs> there's got to be some sweet swords that I haven't bought yet. I did one big round of upgrades maybe two hours into the game yeah uh that was the first time i really spent any money i bought new weapons for everybody i did new, that new armor for everybody i did that at the village the um the mirage village yeah i think that's where i did it too when i first got there yeah so um but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see how this game goes um i think um uh, obviously something's gonna happen with spinel and that uh that nice little gem she picked up. Uh, we'll find out what happens there. But um, yeah, I think it's um, I, I'm kind of excited. I want to see how it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm ready to do some grinding. Yeah, I'm okay with some grinding yeah. as long as I can save whenever I want, and it's kind of a known quantity going in. Yeah. Like I can I can spend some time. So if I have 15, 20, 30 minutes, I'll just do some grinding. There you go. And then I'll I'll worry about the story next time. Exactly. 
this is one of those games where you you kind of sit down and and play for about 15 minutes before you go to bed. Yeah. So um yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it for this um for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I guess. Will you be back by then? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's like Thursday night. We can do Thursday. That's fine. They go up on Friday. I can I can mix them really quick. <laughs> All right. A crunched schedule, but we'll be here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. That's pretty much it for us. Um. Please, if you if you like what you hear, leave us an iTunes review. If you don't like what you hear, leave us an iTunes review. Um. I know we had a little bit of a problem with our host. Um. Basically, as long as you subscribe to us, um, the new episodes will download. Um, but they won't show up if you just go search for Phoenix Down on iTunes. Um, the new episodes will not show up. But if you are subscribed to us, they will automatically download when they come up new. So, um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And uh, we're out of here. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week as we um, continue Chapter 2 of Crimson Gem Saga. 